Hello, and welcome to the Himbo Hotline Podcast. I'm actually joined with our very first guest ever on the show with Miss Dinah Bella. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I know. It's like, weird today. It's like weird. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I've wanted to have her on the show for a while, so she's our very first guest star. I've never been on a podcast before, so yeah. thank you for this first experience. And we actually have a lot of topics to talk about. A lot prepared. Um, I will be getting into some things of like, we're talking about Army Hammer today with all of the cannibalism yeah. threats. Yeah. Not threats. They're real. They're real. They're real. And then we're also going to be talking about manifestation and something about that. Um, A lot of spirituality stuff mm-hmm. being covered today. So yeah, I want to do like a life update. Um, I've continued doing my room. I finally cleaned, like, the depression mess. Um, Dinah's probably looking around my room right now going, no, he didn't. Because there's still a lot of laundry everywhere. Well, if, you know, you decorated it more and (laughs) it looks like It looks a little bit better. You know, it looks like your mental health is okay. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Not stable, but you're okay. Like, I'm getting there. It's not rock bottom, but it's not, you know, we're improving, right? That brings me on to talk about, um, recently, my therapist actually fired me, and you're probably going, how does that work? Yeah. So, we had, like, um, whatchamacallit, appointment, like, a week ago on a Wednesday, and it reached around five, and my appointment was at four, and she's supposed to call me, um... And she never called me at four, first off. And then I waited the next day. I never got a text, never got a follow-up. Even now, I still don't have a follow-up from here. And I'm like, oh my God, this woman couldn't deal with my problems. Like this woman, I'd be FaceTiming her and we would reach so many dead ends together. It it just got nowhere. Like I would talk about something, she just wouldn't know what to say and it would get like really awkward. And I feel like that's weird to have a therapist that's awkward. It's like, like she emails you, hey, Ethan, um, you're really taking a toll on my mental health. Yeah. I'm gonna have to end this. I Best can see of it. luck. <laughs> like, I don't know. She definitely seemed like she probably had some problems. I almost just said her name. That would be so problematic. That would be so problematic. Expose her. Okay. But she's also like a really hardcore Catholic. And my friend Denise actually went to her too and even warned me about her saying like, don't go to her, but I didn't follow the advice. I went anyway. But yeah, like I went to her and she's like hardcore Catholic. So I can never talk about like real issues to me about like spirituality. Like I feel like that's like a big outlet of mental health for me is like taking it out on like affirmations and things that like I do that like kind of correlate with manifestation and all of that. And I didn't really want to bring that up because I don't want her to think I'm, like, crazy and see me at church or something. That'd be, like, really awkward. Right. I think it's best... I've never been to therapy, but I feel like I would be a lot more comfortable with someone more like me. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad goes to therapy. He recommended me the guy that he goes to, and I'm thinking, I don't think I would want to talk to you know, an old guy. I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to relate very much on any level. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely relate know. more. Okay, I don't, like, relate more, but I feel, like, so much more comfortable with women than I do men. Yeah, I mean, it's not just, you know... 
it doesn't always have to be someone exactly like you, just mm-hmm. like someone you find yourself comfortable with. And I feel like there's no shame in dumping your therapist to find mm-hmm. someone you're more yeah. comfortable with. Yeah, because, I mean, I thought about it anyway, because, I mean, I literally told her, like, three things probably give me the most anxiety. Work, school, and then also, like, kind of planning about college. And then I swear this woman would only talk about those three topics, even though I say they're, like, they're not triggers, but they're, like, triggers for anxiety and, like, stress. And she was like, oh, yeah, I definitely get that. Like, have you had this problem for a while? Like, yeah like a really long time since like probably fifth grade when I was diagnosed and she was like oh okay and just like we wouldn't talk about it again like she would just keep bringing it up like how's school going how's this going I'm like we need to stop like she never tried to help me I don't know I found it kind of pointless yeah and also therapy to me seems like it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. um I have a lot of friends who have or do go to therapy and I just hear so many different things about, you know, this lady is straight up just mean to me, or this mm-hmm. lady avoids talking about the things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you feel like it maybe worsens your mm-hmm. mental health, you know? I mean, that's how it was for me. It, like, kind of weakened maybe my self-confidence. Maybe almost straining it. Mm-hmm. I feel that that might be an issue that comes up. And, I mean, even I would be like, yeah, I like going to the gym at, like, 11 p.m. at night because, like, COVID, obviously. Like, I don't want to go when everybody's there. Right. And she's like, you just need to stop going completely just because that's probably really impacting your mental health. And she was like, or if you do go, just only go for 20 minutes to 20 to 30. I was like, what am I going to get done in that time? She Has she ever been in a gym? doesn't seem to have very good advice. Yeah, like, that's probably the best thing for my mental health is, like, to keep myself busy. Right. <clears throat> But that's going to lead me into, like, spirituality and things like that. Because, I mean, with, like, religion with her, I just felt really, really uncomfortable. Like, I feel like I'd almost be more comfortable with, like, an atheist or, like, more spiritual therapist. Just because I feel like they're more open. Not saying not all Christians are open. I'm just saying, like... Especially a Catholic lady. Yeah. And, I mean, if you don't know what her views are, you are going to assume for the worst. (laughs) Yeah, this bitch is gonna think you're crazy (laughs) yeah like i i don't know like it (laughs) in her practice like she's probably not gonna think that like spirituality can necessarily help like not spirituality but like that side of spirituality you know what i mean like she probably thinks like praying to god will cure it and okay no hey maybe he can but at the same time i think spirituality is more of a mindset thing for me at least Mm. and like manifestation wise i don't believe in like With spirituality, I'm not really, oh, the universe does it for me. It's more of, like, a mindset thing. Like, with manifestation, like, I've manifested the wildest things, ranging from, like, partners, people I want to talk to, to money, to jobs, school, and, like, self-love overall. And it's, like, it really stems from yourself and, like, your mindset on things. And, like, I've tried to explain this to some of my friends who, like, think it's a bad thing. Like, you're going to go to hell if you do that. Like... I don't but really believe that because it's like it's stemming from like like you know like your self thought and motivation I don't know if my therapist ever answered to my trauma with you just gonna pray more I think I'd sue her for <laughs> practice yeah that's just it, it annoying. would hurt it would hurt if somebody told me that like that's like really invalidating I feel like definitely 
And with her, just everything felt really invalidating. Like, I felt, like, almost like I was just, like, I mean, I guess I am messed up. But, like, she made me feel so fucked in the brain. Like, she's, like, like just criticizing me on things. And I was, like, I feel like therapy shouldn't be a bunch of criticisms. It should be almost, like, uplifting. And it never was with her. And yeah, it, like, it what hurt. was she expecting when she went into... Mm-hmm that you know field and i even told her i was like i thought about maybe doing like um mental health when i'm older like be a therapist or be a psychologist and she's like why and i was like i don't know i love like mental health awareness and i love like that aspect and i feel like i'd be a really good listener she's like that's not really what this is about and i was like she okay what is this she about, just babe? sounds like a bitch um you know <laughs> yeah i can't really tell what her you know abilities are from this but Mm -hmm. she just she just seems like a bitch and i think that's enough for you to like (laughs) dump her yeah as a therapist she's really cocky too like i felt like she almost thought she was like better than me for some reason that's grounds to find someone new for me personally i used to have the best therapist when i was like in fifth and sixth grade for my like severe adhd love him don't remember his name he always had like candles and jazz music oh my he had like a really nice leather couch and plants everywhere it was bumping is that what inspired your style today yes yes <laughs> your therapist from like my room right now kind of is giving ago? off that vibe in a way yeah in a subtle sense mine's definitely more teenager though his was definitely oh i'm hitting it i'm 40 still single that's his vibe Anyways, I feel like this is going to be the main topic of the entire podcast. And we are going to be, since Valentine's Day is coming up, and fun fact, I am doing a Valentine's Day themed episode, like complete live episode. I think I'm going to have a guest. I'm not really sure yet. Exciting. Um, However, we're going to be talking about our dating turn-ons and icks for men. All right. I'm we ready. can talk about our turn-ons first. I mean, okay, I feel like this is really broad, but, like, when you're going on a date, let's say you're going on a date. Okay. What are the things you're looking for first? Definitely um, courtesy, mm-hmm. politeness, you know, if he's snapping his fingers some... at the waitress, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm already one foot out the door. That is a serious turn-off for me. Um, let me think. Definitely paying for the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, like you or them. I don't believe in splitting the check. No, never. My mom always told me if he pays, it's a date. So mm, if he's not mm-hmm. paying for it, I'm not gonna, you know. And that's definitely an automatic friend zone if they do it the very first time, I feel like. Yeah, that is... It shows minimal interest and that's already a turn off. Exactly. But too much interest is also kind of gross to me. Well... The first date, if we're talking about the first date, and they're putting in a lot of effort, and that's like a turn off for you for some reason, I still think you should give them a chance. Mm-hmm. I sound really, really high standards, but like, I'm saying like they're almost clingy on the first date. Like, it's kind of scary. Like, when they feel like you're already dating. Like, you know what I mean? Hmm. Guess I haven't been on very many dates. <laughs> I mean, I haven't either, but like just like men in general just like that clinginess factor of just so quickly it's like you're coming on too fast yeah i have 
a whole philosophy about, mm-hmm. you know, male and female hormones in a relationship. I think, and this is based on my experience, it takes me a little bit of time to get used to a guy. And it seems like guys fall a lot quicker. You know, they're all clingy at first, mm-hmm. and then they seem to kind of stray away over time. And I'm the exact opposite, and I find it's the same with most of my other friends, and I mm-hmm. think has very much to do with, you know, the hormonal aspect of the male and female relationship. I don't know too much about that, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway. Or just, like, societal, even. Like, it's, like, what they're kind of brought up to believe, almost. What do you mean? Like, culturally, I feel like guys are just conditioned to, like, lay down everything that they have, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times. Right. And that also reminds me of, like... Because I feel like with female maturity, it's, like, the opposite. This is a silly comparison, but you know how in those uh, nature documentaries, or not nature, like the ones about polar bears and stuff, and it's like the male polar bear will kill something in front of the female Mm -hmm. to, you know, I know that's a silly comparison, but it very much reminds me of how, like you said, men are brought up to lay everything down as it seems at first to kind of show off mm-hmm. and some guys are like the exact opposite you know what I mean mm-hmm. I feel like there's that perfect amount of like not too clingy like they're just in it to be like dating like you know what I mean like they're just like mature about it I like a guy who knows what he's doing of course um you're not gonna find a lot of 17 year old guys like that no <laughs> That's just, the thing. Um, and it's so... It's so disappointing. Because we know what the perfect guy looks like, but... In our heads. Right. It's different for everyone. You gotta remember that a 17-year-old boy isn't going to always meet your standards, but mm-hmm. that does not mean you should lower them. Exactly. You should never, ever lower your standards. Never. I don't think so. In any situation. It's just a form of self-respect. It is. And you should always, um, you know, keep that, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, I'm not trying to think about some of my turn-ons. I definitely think it's maturity. And not saying that in an age-wise, but, like, even, like, just, like, personal, matru- like personal maturity with themselves and like others mm-hmm. like emotional maturity is a big one like I don't want somebody who's like overdeveloped where to the point where I'm not caught up enough because I definitely don't think I'm the most like emotionally mature person yet I think technically everyone has some way to go but like at the same time I don't want someone so much lower than me it's hard to communicate and also with just like maturity on a level of like respect and like morals I definitely think are a big thing. Like, I love to share a guy with, like, philosophy. A guy right. who's into philosophy, I mean, they automatically win my heart. I feel like that might just be a personal interest. That's definitely a personal interest. But things like... But still turn on. Politeness. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is just, like... They're just, like, wit and smart. A standard, mm-hmm. you know? Don't date someone that 
plays dumb in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know. I definitely I think know. smarts are attractive. It should be to everyone, I feel like. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely not for everyone. It, I mean, it comes with what you like. Do you mean, like, intelligent intelligence? I do mean or intelligence. just, like, self-awareness? Both. Both. I want both. Because self-awareness, like, that's definitely a good thing, and I would really rather that over intelligence, obviously. But at the same time, if you do have intelligence, you have to have self-awareness. If you know what I mean. Right, right. Like, it's not a one-way street, vice versa. See, I don't mind... I love a knowledgeable man. Uh, Yeah. Like... When they tell me a fact. Yeah, but not in the way that's, like... That he's just relaying something he saw on Instagram. Yeah. And trying to fit it into a conversation Mm -hmm. the best he can. Like a guy who reads. And you could see right through it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And it's so embarrassing when, like, you recognize something he said from Twitter... And he's trying to act like he came up with mm-hmm. it. Ew. Or, <laughs> just even regular people who do that. It's so disgusting. Like, babe, that tweet got 305k likes. You didn't think anyone at this table saw that? Like, yeah, like, there had to have been someone. And Instagram goes crazy with the screenshots from Twitter, so. And same for TikTok. Like, TikTok is at the bottom of the chain here. And TikTok, yeah. Um... Anyway, that's another ick, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot more icks than I do turn-ons at the same time, though. Right. I'm, I, I can't like even I'm think picky. of any turn-ons right now. Like, when I'm... I'm really picky. Me too. And it, it's, like, it's bad, but at the same time, it's, like, I don't want to let myself, like, like someone who obviously isn't worth of my time. Right, because once you start liking someone... There's no going You're back. already in. Yeah. And that's what I'm, like, afraid of. Like, commitment with me, so low. I'm not committing until, like, I know that I genuinely, genuinely like them. And, like, I can see it out. And that is not a toxic trait at all. Mm-mm. That people make it out to be. Yeah. You know? Like, people think commitment issues are, like, such a bad thing to have. And, I mean, I feel like it does stem from, like... I'm not going to use the word trauma, but I'm going to use the well, word, like, re- like seeing bad relationships around you all of your life is definitely going to be like, oh yeah, like commitment issues. But I feel like that almost makes you a stronger person and like you are having more awareness and a more like romantic maturity, I think. I agree. Yeah. That's like, definitely that's the not point a, of dating in my head. It's definitely not a toxic trait at all. Mm-hmm. I really hate how, and this might be kind of stemming away from what we're talking about but i really do hate how social media and just media in general portrays relationships Mm -hmm. romantic relationships um you know my mom growing up and this is very silly but we would watch disney channel and she would say you're gonna grow up thinking that you need a boyfriend because Mm -hmm. The entire plot of most of these Hannah Montana episodes are, you know, Hannah has a crush on this man and he likes Miley. What's she gonna do? Yeah. Her life is just completely revolved around trying to get this man. And about like the complete date around Yeah. It, of, like and trying to win over his attention. It's like you said, that influence. Mm hmm. Of, you know, I need this drama in my life or else it's not love. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot with 
you know, and I feel like some people need love. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, like family, friends, like obviously, like I feel like that's definitely a human need. But there's a difference between that and also like romantic love. Like I honestly don't think it's meant for everybody, and that is completely not a bad thing. Because sometimes even I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get married. I like. I mean, but then there's sometimes I do. But at the same time, it's like. It depends on what you want, right. ultimately. It's not for everybody in the sense that you shouldn't replace romantic love with, you mm-hmm. know, the love that fulfills other things in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to... Because, I mean, like, there's room for, like, so-called love and, like, other things, like, going thrifting. Like, it's, like, the small things, I feel like. It's, like, doing your favorite thing in the morning, maybe making a certain food that you love it's like it's that self-love that i honestly think is so much more important than romantic love and like there's some people who are so sought out for it but statistically unmarried women are the happiest but vice versa married men are the happiest too mm. which is such a problem for me because then it's like oh my god like, does that mean i'm gonna have to get married but at the same time it's like i feel like i can still be really really happy without like marrying somebody Right. I don't... But that also takes a lot of self-care. Definitely. You need to repair yourself before you, you know, meet someone and think they're mm-hmm. going to repair you. That's not a thing. No one's going to fix you and you can't fix anyone else. You can be there for someone, of mm-hmm. course, but you're not going to repair them and it's such a nasty thing to be like it's like a mindset of some people where they're like this is gonna repair me if I get into this relationship it's like so toxic for the other person and like normally you don't know it going into it until like you're actually in it and you're like oh my god like what do I do because you can never fix that person and it's almost like thrown on to you and the other person also like expects that you know Right, like, I thought this was a one-night stand. Now you're talking about <laughs> your parents' divorce. Um, and, like, how that's going to relate to us. Like, how can I fix that for you? Yeah, like, I'm not your mom. That's not necessarily a red flag to me, but I it's think it's such a red flag. Definitely something that, you know, isn't healthy for that person or you... You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This has gotten so deep, I feel like. We went off on yeah. him. <laughs> we went off on him. Woof. We did it. Yes. <laughs> Woof. Okay, okay. I want to go on, like, a more fun topic. This is going to be so controversial. <laughs> so controversial. I don't even know if I told you, darn it, I wrote this down. But it's about... First off, Azalea Banks and Lana Del Rey. Okay. First off, Lana Del Rey's music video, masterpiece, Beautiful. Grammy winning. I was mesmerized. They need to play it when I get to heaven. I want that played. You know how people have like a slideshow at their funeral mm, of just mm-hmm. pictures? I just want the Chemtrails Over the Country Club music video played. Yes, over and over. over Until and like over. I'm buried. And then you guys like until put, I'm six feet in the ground. But put an iPad, I, iPod, not an iPad. 
You know, put my iPad in there too. I'll have some fun <laughs> playing some games. In the iMac or iMac. The MacBook. The MacBook. Put my AirPods in, maybe. The Nano. The AirPods. Nano. Um, but I want to talk about full ab- volume. I talked about Lana only because I want to talk about Azalea. Okay. It is such a hot mess on TikTok, and I feel like a lot of people aren't going to get this besides I, a select okay. few. I feel like I won't get it. I just know that she annoys the piss out of me, because <laughs> she's, you know, I talked about this earlier at dinner. Mm-hmm. There's some celebrities that are just so clearly, like, industry plants <laughs> that start drama <laughs> yeah. to, like, become relevant and make mm-hmm. money, and I feel like she's one of And I'm like, where's the PR team? Like, that is her PR team, is, like, the offensiveness. <laughs> but it almost works, if you know what I mean. Like, it's so annoying, but it works. It's, like, with Trisha Paytas, like, she has done so many outrageous, like, outright things. But at the same time, she has all of her attention. She's getting her money at the end of the day. And, I mean, same with Azalea. I mean, even if we're saying, like, oh, my God, she's such a homophobe, she is getting that money at the end of the day. And it is, honestly... I hate to say it, but it's such a smart, annoying ploy. It's like the people that you hate, or like you love to hate, you know? Mm-hmm. With like Trisha, I love to hate her. Like I watch her vlogs all the time. Like I will say I watch her vlogs at least twice a week. Just checking in on her because I mean, I will say every week is a different story with her. Like it was Domino's this week. Last week it was with Je- Mr. Jeffree Star, and that was a hot mess. I watched all of that video. I almost cried because I, I honestly I kind of felt bad for her. Like Jeffree did kind of shame her and saying like, like he gave her this like luxurious vacation and like she couldn't afford it herself. And did you know he literally slapped a piece of food out of her hand and said that she didn't need it? No. Like that is literally I don't so keep disgusting. Up with YouTube drama. And that's why I was like, okay, we already knew Jeffree Star was like complete trash. But, like, I felt so bad for Trisha because, like, that is so misogynistic in almost a way because also, like, he was, like, she even talked about this. It was, like, a bunch of white gays, like, literally coming at her. And it was, like, him and then his, like, hairdresser. Well, he's not white, but he's still, like, it's still gay misogynism, like, coming after her. And they were saying, like, really mean comments. They were bullying her. And also, Shane Dawson, like, Louie backstabbed her. Which is, like, really surprising, because they were, like, really, really good friends. I don't know about this. But it, it got pretty wild. How did he backstab her? Because they were friends for, like, a really, really long time. And then, basically, like, when Jeffrey, like, or Trisha confronted Jeffrey, Shane was like, just let it blow over. It's okay. Even though, like, literally, Trisha's like, this was so traumatic that, like, all these, like, little twinks were, like, coming at her, like, bullying her, calling her fat, poor, like, ba- like bullying her. Like, they literally threw her stuff in the trash at one point. Like, it's just so, like, mean. Yeah. And that's the only point where I've ever been, like, I felt so bad for Trisha, honestly. I've always had a hard time feeling bad for YouTube people. Um, that's part of the reason why I don't really keep up with the drama. But I don't want to say this because it's very insensitive. But I don't know what these people expect. You know, mm-hmm. you're a rich person, famous from YouTube. You don't think serious shit isn't gonna happen to you and your personal life 
And I feel like that's why, like, people were, like, kind of, like, shitting on Trisha when they don't know. Like, she's, like, a human, too. Almost. I mean, that's right, but I don't know. She makes videos of her crying on the floor But I feel it. it. I feel that. I mean, she's essentially getting paid to cry to on the vent floor and use her platform as a diary that's what sends me over the edge really I, I don't i think it's so smart because it gets the views and it brings in money it's like, just annoying with trisha i feel like it's definitely a different story than like azalea okay because yeah. trisha has had definite personal by the growth. way to the listeners i've been trying to find azalea's tweets uh, Can the we latest, read some? The latest tweet to Lana. The the gravy one. That. So, okay. <laughs> for context, Lana Del Rey has put on a few pounds like a normal person does. It's like normal weight. Um, right. And I'm pretty sure she used... Which is completely healthy. ...drugs a few years ago. And, you know, half of... The people are like, congrats for not being a crackhead anymore. You know, this weight is happy weight. Don't comment on your weight. And then Azalea. Being um, Mrs. Azalea. <laughs> okay, for more context, it was a picture of Lana walking <laughs> with a bag like it's like so it. <laughs> it's so mean <laughs> it's like oh my god her arm was in a sling i guess she broke it yeah the internet made a big deal out of that anyway so it's just a picture of lana walking and azalea i can't find the tweet but she was like i wonder when lana broke her arm if gravy poured out and it's like so. And the internet vile. went crazy. Like literally half the Lana fans thought it was funny, and they were like bullying well, her. Well, it's funny. Okay, <laughs> like it, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, and if I. If you're gonna to bully an A-list celebrity, make it mean. Make it funny and mean, like funny and mean. Like okay, but there's no room for doxing here. But like it was so grade A like bully that it was like it was so hard not to laugh at. And I hate, like, admitting that I laughed at it, but, like, I was like, oh I God. laughed out loud. Because, okay, Lana, queen. But at the same time, it's like, that is such a good insult. Because, okay, I it's won't okay say- It's okay to laugh yeah. at your stan. I mean- I thought about just say at people in general, and I was like, oh well, my God. Well, I guess God. she's not the stan. We're the stan. Yeah. She's the stan-y. That's not a thing. It's okay to laugh at your icons. Yeah, like, you can't just idolize them and, like, always fight for them. I mean, like, she can fight for herself. She at least said, like, she would, like, come fuck up Azalea Banks. Like, in a tweet, she said, I will not not fuck you the fuck up. Okay, that just sounds like literal stuttering. I don't know if I stuttered. or No, right, did tweet. I? Oh, yeah. I will not not fuck you the fuck up. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, what? It made me lose a brain cell to read it, but, like, it's it just so funny weird. that that's, like, her, like, iconic... Come, come back, back yeah like she's, like it sounds area. dumb first of all <sighs> yeah okay. moral of that is it's okay to laugh at your idols that's a whole moral it's not or like it's okay. you're like a personal friend it's they're not okay gonna be like to like i thought you had my back like there's some things that like are so out of control like azalea banks homophobic is she yeah 
She's like made fun of like white twinks. And okay, okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, you know, honestly. Girl, she's too ugly to make fun of people. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. Our final topic is going to be Army Hammer. Okay. Now, this one's interesting. This one makes me gag. <laughs> it does make me gag. Just after, like, call me by your name. Yeah. Like that um, whole movie. Me and Ethan ate that shit up. He has the book. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's watched yeah. the movie over ten times. Yeah. Like, I listened to the he soundtrack so many movies. references scenes from the movie. Um... We love it. We stand ARMY. Yeah, I loved ARMY. I liked ARMY way more than Timothy. No one come for me when I say that. ARMY over Timothy until this happened. I don't agree, but... When this happened, I said, okay, never mind. (laughs) Just because ARMY is a cannibal, and there are leaked screenshots of him literally saying he wants this girl's toes. Mm -hmm. He wants her toes. He wants to cut them off. And listen, it was confirmed by his now Mm ex-wife that the screenshots are true. I didn't know if that was a cue for me or not. But yeah, it's like literally true, which at first I thought it was like, not like a like a lie, but like a fun celebrity hoax. Like someone made screenshots, but it's genuinely real. It's just so crazy. And like then, have you yeah. ever heard of an A-list celebrity being accused of something like that? Have you ever heard of a cannibal in general? I've never met a cannibal. So hearing my very first cannibal, like, like threat not threat but like rumor is with army hammer that's so wild like what in what universe does that happen in so apparently the okay this is what i had heard i don't know a lot about this situation but he had former lovers will say that we're saying that he was very, um, what's the word for it? Like, pushy? Mm-hmm. Like, towards, like, I almost called it his kink, but it is not a kink. It's like cannibalism. People on the no. internet are like, stop kink shaming. Like, in the bedroom, he'd be like, pushy? he'd suggest something and they'd say no and he oh, wouldn't listen. That's, yeah, that's nasty. Um, that's not pushy, that's like, rape. And there's no room for that on this podcast. Period. There shouldn't be room for it anyway. No. um, (laughs) Yeah. This is a safe space. Anyway. Army (laughs) had supposedly requested a lover of his to cut off one of their toes. Which is so funny. So that he could, you know. And it's real. Carry it around a little baggy. Give it a little kiss every now and then. Tuck it in bed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't... it's, like, nasty. Like, it's, like, scummy. Like, oh. Yeah, and he comes from a rich family. He seems like a very put-together man. It's always the put-together men. It is. It is always are... the put-together... Put-together men, in quotations. It, it's, it's always, always them, them that are fucked in the head. It is. It literally what? is. It's the men you would least expect. What kind of trauma inspires cannibalism? What trauma? Especially riddle me like, that. <laughs> riddle me that. Honestly, what trauma inspires like half the things that men do? 
<sighs> I can make like so many theories it's, on that. I should make a, a book, like it's a philosophy man book. Man syndrome. Man syndrome, exactly. It is. Anyway, yeah, I don't. Do you know more about it than me? Uh, honestly, no. I just know about the screenshots and how like he was confirmed to be a cannibal. And then, like, the whole, like, call me by your name, like, foot scene, where, like, he gives him, like, I almost had a foot job. I meant a foot rub. <laughs> but then, like, he starts kissing Timothy in the movie, and then it's, like, apparently that wasn't um, in the script. That was actually improvised. <laughs> Makes it that much more disturbing. Like, that is a big I plot didn't twist. I that. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Something else about that. Um, he was cast in the movie, in a movie that he has been filming and then I suppose they fired him when all these accusations came out um, which is definitely the right thing to do you don't want a movie coming out with someone who yeah that's is definitely a bad press cannibal um, yeah that's all I know about it <laughs> and he's denying it all yeah. on social media at Which least. is so sad. Which, I mean, I guess he should deny it. I think it. he should just disappear forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, at I this point... I don't think you should have like, there's any no kind damage of control. social presence after that. Like, definitely just say, nope, and then just leave at that point. Just, like, go off the radar forever. Mm-hmm. Like, live in the woods. Off the grid, if you will. Like, have no trace of you. Of yourself. Yeah. I mean, if I were him in that wasn't true i think i'd be embarrassed enough to i'd be angry go off the grid yeah <laughs> i i don't know okay so that is actually all we had planned for this podcast i don't know how many minutes this is it only tells me like how many i think beats something is it's like 639 that makes no sense i'm using garage band by the way However, that is all we have for this podcast. So thank you so much, Dinah, for coming on the Himbo Hotline. Thank you for having me. This has been such an interesting episode talking about cannibalism, um, spirituality, our therapist problems, our turn-ons, etc., etc. So I'll see you guys next week for episode four. I maybe have a guest, maybe not. Maybe I'll take callers again. And submit me any suggestions you have, or if you want to talk to me, you can follow me on Instagram at e e t h a n n r, or add my Snapchat at Ethan five six six five. Thanks for listening. <laughs>